welcome to the Unstoppable Introvert Podcast. If you're an ambitious introvert who's tired of feeling that you need to be louder or more extroverted to succeed in business, this is the show for you. I'm your host, Hayley Maxwell, ferocious ice cream eater, leopard print lover, and business coach for introverted female service providers who want to get known for their expertise and grow a thriving business without having to shout or put on an extroverted mask. Every Tuesday, I'll share episodes packed with practical introvert-friendly advice, insights, and strategies on how to show up, stand out, and create a business that feels genuinely good to you. Because being an introvert isn't a limitation, it's a superpower that can make you absolutely unstoppable in business. Ready? Let's get started. Well, howdy, howdy, and welcome to the Unstoppable Introvert podcast. How are you going? I hope that you have had a fantastic week. I'm super excited today because today I'm sharing a guest interview with you. So recently I chatted with the lovely Hannah Rausch, who is a marketing coach and consultant, and we chatted all about Instagram for introverts. So Hannah is herself an introvert and we chatted about how she has navigated starting her business with her introverted nature and what she's learned along the way, how she manages business and her energy. We also talked about growing your confidence on Instagram and giving things a go. And in particular, we talked about video content as well. We also spoke about the fact that many introverts feel really icky when it comes to selling. And Hannah shared some great tips or mindset shifts around what we can actually do and think about in order to really change the way that we see selling, that we perceive selling. So it was a really great conversation all about navigating social media, Instagram and business as an introvert. And I really hope that you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed having the conversation with Hannah. Now, before we jump into it, I would love to introduce Hannah to you. So Hannah is the founder of Hannah Rausch Marketing, a coaching and consulting business that helps service businesses like yours with tailored marketing strategies. Hannah loves to work with women who light up when they talk about their businesses and who want to make a difference in the world. With four years of practical experience, she also holds a master's degree in marketing with a focus on selling services. So without further ado, here is today's episode. Welcome to the Unstoppable Introvert Podcast, Hannah. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited because I usually run my own podcast. So I'm on the other side, usually asking the questions. So I'm very excited to be on the other side of the mic this time and be the one answering the questions. So thank you be for the having one me. Answering. My yeah. pleasure. And so today we're obviously going to be talking about 
Instagram and navigating Instagram as an an introvert, because I know that, you know, for a lot of um, introverted people, social media in general can bring up a lot of feelings. So we're going to have a chat a little bit about that. But first of all, I would just like to know a little bit about your story in terms of how you got to where you where you are today. Yeah, sure. I mean, where do I start? Um, Probably with after high school, I decided to go to university. I always have had an interest in marketing and especially also like human psychology, like why do people act a certain way? How do we use that as marketers to get them to buy our products and our services? So I was always really interested in that. So I decided to go to university and study that as my main subject. I studied business and then we had a few specializations uh, around marketing that we could choose. So I did international marketing management and then afterwards also service and digital marketing. And that is where I really got yeah into the whole marketing world. And I just love thinking about how we can get our services to reach the right people. Because I found it's there's quite a big difference between marketing a product and marketing a service. Because obviously, a service is something that you can only experience once you experience it, right? It's not something that we can see most of the times, um, unlike products, obviously. So I found that very interesting, that perspective of how can we, yeah, how can we market a service so people have less of a, yeah have less risk when they purchase a service so that was my education um then I moved to Belgium afterwards uh, my partner is Belgian so um, that's how that came to happen and I did a master's there as well again in marketing and then I started working in a market research company um, which was not the most exciting job I have to say um I did feel quite often that I was wasting my potential a little bit um it was the kind of job where there's lots of admin lots of talking to customers but at the same time yeah I just didn't really feel very fulfilled so at the same time they also asked me to manage their social media pages I think it was probably because I was the youngest person in the company and they were like oh you have a marketing degree right like maybe you can do that so it's like okay yeah I can give it a go so I started managing their social media pages and I was like, this is actually my favorite part of this job. Like, I really enjoy doing that and I wish I could just do that <laughs> instead of the main part of my job. So I started to manage other people's social media pages as a side hustle next to it. Um, it was really funny. My first business that I worked with was like an Australian travel company, like super random um and I was just creating content for them and posting it for them and then obviously um 2020 happened and they were completely out of any clients because nobody was traveling obviously so um they couldn't afford to have me on anymore so I thought well if there is any moment where I should just go and do something it is now so in September 2020 I decided to just actually make my own business and start to help people with their social media. And since then, um, yeah, I'm working mostly with service-based um, businesses because that's what I really enjoy. And 
when we moved to New Zealand two years ago, then I decided to go full time because I didn't want to work in a, a for someone else anymore. And I just thought, yep, I'm just going to go for it and do the thing now. Yeah, good on you. And I think <laughs> it's the same for a lot of us, isn't it? We kind of take you know, that bit, bit of a journey to kind of get to where we are. Mm. And and sometimes there are circumstances that make us kind of, you know, take that, take that leap, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, awesome. For sure. And I think for me, like, because obviously, we're talking about being introverts today. One of the reasons why, when we moved to New Zealand, I didn't really want to work in this corporate environment anymore, was because I felt like I didn't thrive there as an introvert because one of the main tasks in my job was calling up people asking them to do things yeah. for me uh, which um, as an introvert is not always your most favorite task so um, that was quite challenging um, and to a certain extent I think it also helped me get over that a little bit because I was just forced to do it but at the same time, it also, you just have this kind of uncomfortable feeling all day because, you know, people are going to call you up and you you have to call people, like cold call people. So I just didn't really enjoy that. And just the whole environment of being around people all day and like having to talk to everyone. And like, this, again, sounds like the typical stereotype of being introverts. We don't like people, um, which is obviously not true, but still it drains you so much more than just doing the actual work. So yeah. I always felt more comfortable when I was just like in my little home office, could do my work. And I obviously still talk to people. I mean, I'm talking to you right now. I'm talking to clients and I'm in contact with people at all times, basically. But still, it feels much more controlled and it feels nicer to just be in my own space and not have to be around people when I don't want to be around people. Yeah, exactly. So so with that in mind, let's jump into just talking a little bit about how you have navigated those aspects of, you know, your introverted nature in your business. How have you sort of managed to develop that that sense of balance perhaps in terms of energy or or not? Like what are some of the challenges, I guess, as well? as um, some of the things that you have have done um, when it comes to sort of your your introverted nature and, and having your business growing your business yeah I think it's it has been especially challenging in the beginning first of all I have never had a business before so that was all new and then you know you follow people online and you might work with a business coach and they always say you know get in contact with people meet more people go to networking events introduce yourself and that all sounded nice and well but if you're an introvert that is really challenging for you because I'm not the kind of person that walks up to someone and is like hey I'm Hannah like can we just talk and I'm always the person that is kind of observing a little bit in a networking environment and if someone talks to me I will happily talk to them as well and I will probably even not stop talking <laughs> until yeah. they just yeah want to talk to someone else but yeah it's just that kind of taking initiative um that is a little bit diff difficult for me as well I think so in the beginning, that was quite challenging, but I think it's just a thing of practice as well to just kind of put yourself into these situations and just 
force yourself a little bit to kind of get used to that. And what helped me a lot was to just go with a friend who's not as introverted as me, who would then like introduce me to people. And then once you break the ice, it's actually much easier than to talk to people. So mm. I found that quite helpful as well. And I think with time, you get to know more and more people. And then you have a friendly face um, in the audience when you go to these events. And then it's also easier to chat to other people. But I think what also comes with it is just noticing when your social batteries get empty and to also not force yourself to go to events if you really feel like your battery is empty and you're not really going to get much out of it. So I think that in the beginning was something that I often tried to ignore because I was like, you know, I'm, I need to bring my business to the next level and I need to network with yeah. people and I need to get to know people. But at the same time, that also drained me a lot, which then meant that I couldn't perform as well in my business outside of these events. Um, so I think for me, it was about realizing that it's okay to be introverted and we have different needs to people who might be more extroverted and that you just listen to yourself and yes, networking events are great and you need to get out there and like promote yourself. But it's also important that you listen to yourself and take mm. the time to have some me time or just to have some downtime when you need that as well. Absolutely. I think it's really about understanding yourself, isn't it? Mm. It's about understanding when you are at your best from an energy perspective and also understanding what the signs are for, from the perspective of my energy is beginning to be depleted. So what mm. do I need to do in order to protect that? And sometimes that means making some of those decisions around, well, actually, I do have this networking event on, but also I know this week I have also got X, Y, and Z, you know, meetings with clients. And so it's about understanding if I go to this networking event How's that going to impact my energy that I'm going to bring to things like client meetings and, and then sort of balancing it from that perspective. And that often comes with, with time and awareness of yourself and awareness of how you work best and, and that sort of thing. So I think that's, that's awesome that you've been, you know, recognizing that within yourself and not not always sort of just pushing through because you think that you've got to do this. I mean, networking is absolutely very important, but it's about it's about getting that that balance right with everything else we have going on in our our businesses as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think what plays into this as well is just setting boundaries with people. And I think that's something that I wasn't really good at in the beginning of my business because I was like, you know, I'm not going to set any boundaries because I want to grow this business. I want to make a certain amount of money. I want to be financially independent and I want to make that happen as fast as I can, which then I think in my head sometimes meant not having these boundaries with myself and, you know, accept all client meetings, accept all discovery calls, just like fill my agenda with as many calls as possible and like getting to know people. And I think with time, I've just noticed that I need to set boundaries, not just with myself, but also with other people. And that means things like not booking any calls before 10 a.m., for example, for me. Mm -hmm. So I can like today go for a little walk in the morning and just like have a bit of a 
a calm start to the day because I know then I will work better for the rest of the day. So I think setting up these boundaries and also sticking to the boundaries then and having consequences to what happens if I don't stick to this boundary, that that's something that has helped me slowly, slowly get to a point where I know yeah. how to manage my energy and how how I can perform best. Yeah. I, and I think that's, that's, yeah, I think that's awesome. It sounds like you're sort of really getting some great strategies, you know, great <laughs> strategies in place over time. And it, it's not something that happens just overnight. I think we mm. all work on these things, you know, as we progress in our, our business or as our business evolves and changes. So it's just constantly sort of being aware of yourself and your energy mm. and your own, own needs. But what I really love about having conversations like this is that I don't think, I don't think it's something that's talked about often enough. I mean, introverts make, you know, make up a huge number of the, the population. But we don't hear as much about talking about how we navigate business as an introvert in quite an extroverted business world. Mm. So I think it's always great to start kind of just talking about some of these things and sharing our own personal insights. So thank you. So let's jump into talking about Instagram and how we can navigate Instagram, particularly as an introvert. So from the perspective of some of those, you know, common misconceptions and myths around being on Instagram, what would you say some of those things are that you've you've heard? Well, there's so many misconceptions that I see on a daily basis. Like whenever I open the app, people will have different opinions about things. And I think if we talk about it from an introvert perspective, I think a lot of introverts think that there's only one way to show up on Instagram and that is the loud way, the way of like, mm. hey, I'm going live, I'm talking to this person and I'm talking to that person and I'm doing reels and I do this and that. And that's just not true. There is not one right way to do Instagram. What I find has worked for most of my clients, a lot of them are introverts themselves, is just being yourself and being authentic. And I know that's quite a buzzword as well like you know you have to be authentic on Instagram but in the end you are wanting to show up as a person that you are because you're wanting to attract people especially if we talk about service-based businesses you want to attract clients that when they jump on a zoom call with you they're like oh I already know Haley. you know like I've seen her on Instagram I know how she talks I know what she's all about and it just feels natural when we have this conversation now so I think there is no one way to do Instagram that as a first and secondly you just need to show who you are on Instagram because then you will attract the right kind of people that first of all you enjoy working with and who also enjoy working with you and if that means showing your introverted side then do that you know there's no shame in being introverted which I think is also a common misconception just in general about being an introvert that we don't like people or we're like shy all the time or that mm. being introverted is worse than being extroverted that's not true like even if you think of like in history we have always had 
like in let's think of a war scenario we have always had like warriors and kings and like you know the heroes that get the things done but at the same time we also have people like advisors strategists you know the kind of people that are maybe a little bit more sensitive a bit more introverted so we need both of these people in our world and you as an introvert you have you like you have a legitimate space in the world and mm. you're needed as well Absolutely. so i don't think like if you keep that in mind that being an introvert is not necessarily something bad and you use that to your advantage i think if you manage to show that on your instagram as well that you're actually proud if 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 you, you have to be proud about being an introvert but you know that you own up to that and that you know that that has a lot of advantages as well compared to people who might be more extroverted so i think if you can show that if you can show your authentic self if you want to use that buzzword again then you're going to have a much easier time to connect with the right people and to find clients that you're actually really enjoying working with being introverted it's not better or worse than yeah. being an extrovert it's just different you know mm -hmm. it's just we all as individuals in our own right have different different strengths and introversion and extroversion they're on sliding scales as well so mm. one introvert can be quite different to another introvert so I say it's it's just different it's no no better or worse and so I think it's just over time you begin to as you begin to recognize your introverted qualities more and your strengths you begin to look at it as not being better or worse than it's just it's just a different way that you approach things so we've all got our own own superpowers. How can we begin to build a strong presence on Instagram if it's right for us? I think a lot of introverts are a little bit intimidated by especially the video content. And it's very easy to have a look at peers in your industry and be like, wow, they are so much more extroverted and they're they're doing all the things, they're going live, they're doing stories, they upload reels all the time and they're just like there all the time. And that is because they're much louder than the introverts. So obviously they, you know, you notice them more than others. But I think as an introvert, it's just important to take things slow, ease into things. You don't have to go live right away or at all. Um, I went live yesterday, but I think that was the first time in like one and a half years or something. And I still do have quite a good Instagram present otherwise. So it's not something that you have to do. If you enjoy doing that, then go ahead and do it and maybe it's easier if you do it with a friend initially because you can yeah. kind of interview each other and it's not just you talking to the camera and like yes. potentially having a little bit of a small audience that is is watching you. So I think if you're wanting to go live, if you're wanting to step a little bit outside of your comfort zone and you're wanting to try that, then have a look at doing it with a friend initially. But as I said, it's not something that you have to do. So what I would always recommend is to just ease into things, maybe start with a story. You also don't have to go on your story and just chat or like talk to the camera, you know, start with a selfie maybe and add some text there. And then maybe next time try talking to the camera. It's not, there's not a lot of pressure in stories because they disappear after 24 hours, you know? So mm -hmm. if it's a little bit awkward, yeah, so what then? It's going to be gone in 24 hours anyway. So 
just take it step by step and try to to ease yourself into um, being a little bit more on video. Um, and when it comes to maybe recording reels and stuff, what helps me a lot is writing a little bit of a script beforehand. Um, that helps you to avoid um, that you're just rambling on in your videos. So I usually, I don't write out like a full on script and then I just read off of it because that obviously doesn't really feel authentic either on the video but just a few keywords that you want to mention maybe have a, a think of like the structure that you're wanting to bring in the video like how do I start the video maybe have some like interesting sentence in the beginning or what we call like a hook that really gets people to start watching then have like your main information that you want to talk about and then in the end have something like a follow me for more or ask a question or something that can help you to just focus on the video and not get lost in, in your thoughts mm. and make the video potentially longer than it has to be. So that usually helps as well. But I think in general also to just realize that if video is not really something that you're good at or that you're wanting to do, you don't necessarily have to do it. I know lots of accounts who barely do any videos and they can still do well. It's just about finding your way to convey the value of your business and the value either in your services or in your products to your audience. Sometimes that is easier to do with video, but in a lot of cases, you don't necessarily have to be at least with your face in the video and, you know, talk to the camera. That's something that can come with time, but it's not something that everyone has to do to be successful on Instagram. So I would say, to summarize all of that is to just see that there is not one or there's, there's not a, a group of things that you need to do to be successful on Instagram. It can look a lot of different ways and it always depends on your strengths and on what you're wanting to do and willing to try out, I guess, with your socials. That's it. I think it's finding, it's, it's, having a bit of experimentation time mm. and finding what feels most natural to you and then looking at how you can create some kind of consistency from what feels most comfortable mm. to you. I know that there is there's so much talk about stepping out of your comfort zone and just doing things but I, and I think I think there is validity in that we step out of our comfort zone and we do we do grow so i think that it is important to recognize that that is part of business growth but when it comes to things like social media if something makes you feel really uncomfortable like videos it's actually working backwards from that and saying to yourself okay if this is something that i want to do then how can I break that down into more manageable steps? Like what's a small step that I could potentially take first that it's going to be make it easier for me to build up towards this so that you're not taking such a big step out of your comfort zone? Because at the end of the day, yes, doing something more often makes it makes makes things easier for us we've begin to feel more comfortable with it but if you put yourself off so much at the start think no 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 that's mm. that's not for me you're also going to shut down that 
idea that you can do that. You're just going to be like, no, that's, that's not for me. And sometimes things aren't for you completely, but I think it's, it's looking at it and saying, am I just not doing this because I'm feeling nervous about it? Or, you know, what is the resistance that I'm feeling to it? And how can I begin to break that down if this is something that I want to do? On Instagram, from a Reels perspective, for example, so that people are creating videos, they can they can even do things like creating that that B-roll sort of footage mm. of themselves where they're not necessarily talking. Yeah, ex- exactly. That's a perfect example of of a, an easy small step that you can take just film yourself maybe while you're in a client meeting so you're talking to people anyways it's going to be natural because it's literally what you do so you don't have to you know fake it on the video which i know a lot of people also do that they just film themselves and then they pretend they're on a client meeting but mm. like that could be something just film yourself if you have a client meeting or if you're doing some other thing that represents the the service that you offer film yourself doing that or even just go for a walk film that like you know just put down your phone and film yourself walk past or something there are so many examples online that you can use put some text on there and that can be a valuable post too you don't necessarily have to immediately go and start talking to the camera that can be something for step 20 maybe But as a first step, just, you know, ease into the thing and make it easy for you. And I really loved what you said with um, not forcing yourself into things so that you put yourself off of the thing and that you're just like, no, I don't never, ever want to do this again. Because that that is what happens when you take too big of a step and go too far out of your comfort zone. So take little steps, try the easy content ideas first. And then as you feel more confident with it, just like try different things. Yeah, absolutely. And actually just thinking about that, the other thing, the other tip that I would add to that that conversation is I actually use CapCut for my mm. videos yeah, me for, too. for a lot of my videos. And in the app they have, so on your on your phone in the actual app, they actually have a teleprompter mm, um, yeah. Uh, like a, a teleprompter kind of button that you can press. Mm-hmm. So look, I am someone that does, that prefers to kind of have a bit of a, a bit of a script. Mm-hmm. That's just how my brain works. And it means that I'm much more productive when it comes to actually getting, getting the content out and getting it across. Um, and so I, I actually, you know, script quite a few of my things out, you know, it's, it's still all by me. It's still all authentic. And then I add it to the teleprompter and that just really helps me. And I tell you what, it's actually helped me to cut down on the amount of retakes that I've had to do mm-hmm. because, you know, that, that perfectionist nature definitely kicks in for me. Um, and I end up normally doing, you know, a lot of retakes, but since I've discovered this teleprompter, I'm quite often in out, it's done and it doesn't sort of sit there playing on my mind. I don't keep on thinking and overthinking it like, oh, I should have said this and I should have done that. So, um, that's something I think is worth people checking out if they're wanting to explore video, but maybe, um, they're feeling a little bit nervous about that ad-libbing side or even still feel a bit nervous about having those bullet points and worrying that they might go off 
track so I think that's yeah a good thing to use (laughs) yeah for sure I think I just tried out the teleprompter last week as well in a video and I had a similar experience I found it really easy to use and it helped me to not have as many takes and at the same time I think it also like scripting out videos beforehand also helps you in being more consistent in your posting because as you say it's much quicker in recording the video so what you can do is if you have a creative burst, you feel really inspired, write out a few scripts or like a few caption ideas. And then when you feel comfortable, when you feel like you have a lot of energy to film, then just chuck them in the teleprompter, film the videos, and then you can do like a few videos at a time that you can then put on social media, even on days when you don't feel like talking to the camera. So I think that's a good introvert tip as well to notice your energy levels and notice when you feel inspired when you feel like being in front of the camera and just doing a a whole bunch of videos at once so you don't have to yeah spread them out through the month when you might not feel as confident and not as comfortable in being in front of the video so that could help you potentially to have a little bit of a library of content sitting in your drafts or sitting on your phone that you can use in those moments when you don't feel like showing up in front of the camera, which then helps you to preserve your energy. And that's really important for introverts. And so another thing that we quite often feel very awkward about is selling. So what tips do you have for us introverts around beginning to to sell on Instagram? Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, it's definitely something that I had to learn as well to kind of uh, yeah sell my services because obviously if you don't sell what you sell in your business, then you don't really have a business, right? So I think for me, the the first important thing was to understand that selling is nothing more than having a conversation with someone. And it's not nothing more than two parties talking about a product or a service. And it's not a negative thing to sell. Um, Think of it like this. You're offering a solution to someone who has a particular problem. And if you think of it in that way, you actually realize that you would do them a disservice if you weren't promoting your services because they're out there looking for a solution to a problem. Like They might be thinking, I need a new logo designed. Who can help me with that? If you as a graphic designer don't promote your services, they will not find a solution to their problem. So I like to see it as that um, you're just offering a solution to someone and you should be promoting yourself. And once you make that kind of mindset shift and you realize that it's not a negative thing, it might also become a bit easier to promote yourself then on social media. And I think then it comes down to, again, choosing a strategy that is comfortable to you and that doesn't feel weird because then again, there is no one way to sell a service or no one way to um, increase your revenue in a business. So it's just about finding some, some strategy that works for you as an introvert and that maybe plays to your skills and to to your character traits and then just stick with that strategy and again once you practice it you become better and it becomes less awkward I would say but I don't think it's a a thing that happens from one day to another again it's something that you get more comfortable with and the more you go on uh, sales calls, the more you chat with people in your DMs about 
salesy topics, if you want to call them that, the the easier it's going to be and the less you're going to feel like you're imposing yourself onto them or you're forcing them to work with you. Um, because it's really not that. It's just connecting two people that one has a problem and the other has the solution and you're just having a conversation. You're so right that it's that piece that really keeps a lot of us stuck or makes us very hesitant to be overtly, and I say it, you know, with bunny rabbit quotation marks in the air, (laughs) bunny rabbit is, it makes us feel really kind of uh, salesy and pushy and to kind of be overtly salesy. Again, it is about starting off small. So if, if you've not done it or if it makes you feel really, you know, awkward, then, then start out small. And maybe it's you've written a great post about the thing that you do, giving great advice. And it's just a PS, you know, if you're really struggling with this, then this is exactly how I help my clients reach out mm-hmm. to me. So it's adding those and then you get comfortable adding those. And then you might write maybe an Instagram post that is more of that direct outreach sales post. So it's just about figuring out how to begin to start that process but I think that that piece around what stops us is thinking it is salesy is is about switching that that mindset yeah totally I mean I think everything like every personal growth or business growth always starts with having mindset shifts, working on your mindset and maybe asking yourself why do I feel like this why? does this type of sales strategy make me feel icky and why do I have to do it that way? And again, it comes back to this concept that there's only one way to grow your business. There's not, there's so many business models and so many ways to, to get someone to purchase your product or hire you for whatever service. So there's no one right way to do things and you just need to figure out what works for you and if someone some insta guru tells you that this is the only way and use this Mm -hmm. strategy to grow your sales and you know grow your instagram account then okay that might work for them and maybe they are more extroverted that's usually what i find instagram gurus always tend to be these very loud people and like they're they don't have any problem talking to anyone um, but that does might not work for you and that's perfectly fine. There's lots of other ways that you can grow your revenue. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I think it could be quite hard for introverts to be able to navigate that, particularly on Instagram, because it does feel so kind of loud and energetic and, you know, just overwhelming at time and overstimulating. So I think it's also about finding those people on Instagram that you can resonate with their approach and then begin to start kind of curating your Instagram feed so that Mm. that is the content that you are beginning to get through coming through. Um, Now, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the advice that the more extroverted Instagram people are providing. Absolutely not. But if you're finding that kind of advice quite conflicting in terms of what you're wanting to do, then I think it's really important to think about curating your own feed so you start to see more of the kind of advice that feels good to you. Yeah, I think that's a really, really good point. And I think in general for introverts, it's so important to make sure that you curate your Instagram experience in general, that you follow people that make you feel good, people that, you know, seem that you resonate with and and that also make you feel like 
it's okay to be the person that you are right now rather than people that make you feel like you have to be different all the time. And I think that's something for introverts that when we see these extroverted people, we always feel like, oh, yeah, I wish I was like that. Or maybe if I'm just a little bit more like them, I'm going to have more business success or I'm going to be able to grow my Instagram faster. So I think there's so much validity in that sense that uh, like for us more introverted uh, Instagram experts or even business coaches that we have a different perspective on things and that can be really valuable to someone that is also more introverted. So I think these extroverted um, specialist experts, they they are legitimate most of the times and I'm sure they attract their kind of audience, but there's mm. also a point for us to be there. We're also needed for people who don't resonate with these more extroverted characters. So I think that again comes back to then showing who you really are on your Instagram, because then you can make sure that you attract the right kind of people. If you feel like you can shine with your introverted perspective and you can provide value to other more introverted people, then again, it's a disservice if you don't show up as your true self on Instagram, because then people won't be able to find you and they won't be able to make that connection with you. So I think, again, comes back to be yourself on Instagram, even if that means letting your introvertness shine through through your content. I love that. And I think that that is a fantastic place to to kind of wrap things up. So thank you so much for your wisdom today. Now, if people would like to come and find you to stalk you on Instagram or wherever else you are kind of in the online world, um, where can they find you? Yeah, as you can imagine, I'm on all the socials, <laughs> but Instagram is probably uh, my main one. So that is just at hannah.rauch, like just my name like that. Um, I'm also on Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn. You can find me everywhere. Um, but if you just go to my website, hannahrauch.com, you'll find all of my links there as well and some more interesting things that could be valuable for you. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed the chat. It was great. Well, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I would love to know what your biggest takeaway was. And if you enjoyed today's episode and you found other episodes helpful, I would love, love, love it and truly appreciate it if you would take just a few minutes to rate and review the show. It would mean so much to me and it will also help other introverts like you and I to find the show as well. Everyone who submits a review will go into a draw to win a 60-minute coaching session with me. All you have to do if you want to go into the draw is just either email or send me a screenshot of your review on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at Maxwell, or pop me an email hayley at hayleymaxwell.com. And until next time, my friend, go forth and be unstoppable.